the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As we look at our world today, we see violence, poverty, and anarchy every place. I'd like to think that if the ultimate solution to all the world's ills was offered, we would gladly receive it and set about making the world a better place for our posterity. The good news is, Jesus was and still is offered as the perfect solution to the world's problems. Listening today as Pastor Rander continues to look at how Christ was received by the world he came to save in this message, The Rejection of Jesus. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Number five, uh, what other rejections do we encounter? Youth will face rejection in school from classmates. You'll, you'll, you'll face, children will face rejection from bullies, uh, teachers, uh, professors in universities because, because of your stand for Christ, your testimony for Christ. Uh, you'll be rejected for racial prejudice. Uh, people reject you uh, because of jealousy. They get jealous of, jealous of your success, socioeconomic status, cultural differences. Uh, they reject you because of your physical disabilities. And, and, uh, and most of all, because of the cause of Christ. Uh, number six, many experience rejection when they get cut from sports teams. They try and they try and they practice and they practice and they give it their best effort and they learn the plays, but yet they get cut because the team can only have a certain quota and they miss, they, they don't make the team and they get cut and they feel a heightened sense of rejection. Number seven, we experience a rejection when another applicant gets the job we are qualified for and expecting to get, and they get it instead of us. And uh, that's, that's a type of rejection in that regard. And then number eight, many experience rejection uh, when they fail a standardized, standardized test, when they fail uh, final exams. You've studied, you prepared, you've done all you could, you gave it your best, you prayed and you studied, you studied, and you still failed. Uh, fail entrance uh, exams, certifications, licensure exams, and all these kind of things. And you take it personally off, often, and you experience rejection. With, and there are more I'll give you next week, but I'll stop right there for now. And let me transition. How are we to respond when we are rejected? How are we to respond? That's the key. How are we to respond when we are rejected? Uh, number one, accept the things you cannot change. Accept the things you cannot change. Trust God and move on. Philippians 3, 13b through 14 says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward uh, the goal for the prize of uh, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There's a dear friend, dear friend of mine in Houston. Uh, just a lovely man of God, and, and he, he took uh, the bar 
And he tried over and over and over and over. I know a couple, two or three people like that. Some people can take the ball and just zoom right through it. And he took, and matter of fact, so much so until he began to get defeated and depressed and all that. And I just told him, look, stop, stop. I know you studied. I know you want to be attorney. And I know you want God, for some reason, uh, it's just not working out. And every time you flunk that bar, you get even more miserable. And so God just took him another direction and uh, he accepted it. And once he accepted the fact that he couldn't pass that test, he was able to move on with his life and uh, he was successful another way. And, and, and God blessed him in spite of not being able to get that bar. And, and those things happen. Those things happen. Am I talking to somebody in here? You, you see, but, but press on. Accept the things you can't change. Don't keep beating yourself up like that. Number two, realize it is not the end of the world that God is at work even when you don't understand. Just because you've been rejected or didn't pass something or someone rejected you or whatever it is on the job or uh, in the family or whatever, realize it is not the end of the world. The sky is not falling and God is at work even when we don't understand Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together for, for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. God is at work, and he is rearranging your life, and he's in charge, he's in control, and uh, he's up to something for your good and his glory. Okay, so, so, so don't think you're the only one, and, 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 and don't think God is not at work simply because you don't understand. Thirdly, refuse to quit when you experience rejection. Refuse to quit. God does not reward quitters. A quitter never wins. Rewards are only given to those who are faithful unto death. I mean, you may be pursuing something and it doesn't work out and you have to go another way. I mean, I went to, I went to school to be a music teacher and have a master's in music and all that, and I I've never taught music a day in my life, but God still used a degree for a whole lot of other uh, reasons. And I'm still just as productive without the music degree. Now, he used a degree to make me who I am today. And I wish I can talk more about that, of how uh, singing on that stage and doing all these kinds of things that helped me, the diction, helped me, the stage decorum and all these things. And my teacher thought she was developing a performer, but she was developing a preacher and God used a music entity to cultivate the preaching in me. You see, and I never did get to the music because God had me, uh, uh, was aiming for the pulpit and I didn't even know it at the time. So, so God, God is in control and he sometimes takes you in a way you haven't been before because he's navigating your life and he don't always make sense, but hold on for the ride. Oh, it's a ride now. <laughs> You go up and down and curves and crevices. You say, God, what are you doing? Hang on. Hang on. Don't give up. He's headed somewhere. Say, God, now I don't know where you're going, but I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on. Don't quit. Jesus didn't quit and neither should we. The scripture also says in Luke 9, 62, but Jesus said to them, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Number four, uh, realize that you are not alone when you're being rejected. Uh, you, you are not the only one who has experienced rejection. Why me? Why not? You're not by yourself. How many, 
Somebody in here has been rejected. Let's help them out. How many of you have experienced a rejection to one degree or another? Raise your hand. Look, hold, hold them up. Hold them up high enough for folks to see. Now look around. Look around. I hope that calms you. I hope that soothes you. I hope you're in shock right now. <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone. Realize that you're not alone. You are not the only one who has experienced rejections, rejection. In other words, you are in good company, as you've just seen, because Jesus himself even experienced rejection. So why do you think that you should be exempt from it? You say, why me? God's saying, why not? Why not? The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 11 says, he came to his own, his own, and his own did not receive him. He came to his own Jewish people, and his own people did not receive him. Number five, be mindful that God allows his children to experience rejection so that we may comfort others who will experience rejection as well. Be mindful that God allows his children to experience rejection so that we may comfort, comfort others who will experience rejection as well. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. God allows sometimes you to receive rejection so that when others are going through what you, you've been through, you can say, you know what, I know how you feel. I've been there, and here's how you handle it. And you're able to comfort someone else who, who's been rejected by a spouse or by a child or on a job or in life to any degree, in the military, wherever you happen to be. God allows us to go through these things, and he, he teaches us, he encourages us, and then he, he puts us in position so that we can comfort others who are going through the same kinds of things. Imagine someone goes to great lengths to prepare the most fantastic gift ever given. They know your specific wants and needs intimately, and they customize your personal present, wrap it up beautifully, and you refuse to open it. That's the picture of how Christ came to the world and was rejected by the world he came to. Join us today as Pastor Lander illuminates how we treated Christ in this message, The Rejection of Jesus. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Number six, you must exercise uh, spiritual discernment if you're going to review or going to view your rejection from a spiritual perspective. You must exercise spiritual discernment if you're going to view your rejection from a spiritual perspective. Well, Philippians 1.9 says, And this I pray that your love may abound, increase still more and more in knowledge and all discernment to see things from God's perspective. Uh, Colossians 3.2 also says, Set your mind on things above and not on the things of the earth. Let me tell you something. Ask God to increase your discernment, to see things through the lens of Scripture. That's right. Uh, to, to see things 
what's going on in the spirit realm. When you think on things above, God will give you spiritual a spiritual perspective. In other words, when you think on things above and have a spiritual perspective of what's going on in your life, you will not allow yourself to become depressed when you have a spiritual perspective. You will not allow yourself to become bitter when rejected because you see things from God's point of view. You will not allow yourself to become worried or fretful and you won't begin to backslide and regress in your walk with the Lord simply because you have been rejected in this and you tried this and you rejected and tried that and you've been rejected. Sometimes God uses rejection to get you where he wants you to be. Listen to this. Beloved, you can get a true evaluation of your level of spiritual maturity by how well you handle your rejection. When you go through rejection, your response to it uh, will give you a gauge of your spirituality. You see? And so, in other words, what are you saying? You get rejected. Oh, why me? You you mad at the world. You cussing and you fussing and you you whining and you 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 you, you disgruntled. You make everybody else miserable around you. You know what? That's because you're spiritually immature. You haven't grown up. You haven't been walking with God. And God is using that rejection to show you the reality of yourself. You see? And then some of you go through rejection. You say, you know what? I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense. But I'm going to keep on hoping. I'm going to keep on trusting. And I'm going to keep on believing. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And I know that my God is in control. So, so, so you, so, so you can get a true evaluation of your level of spiritual maturity by how well you handle rejection. Number seven, refuse to allow Satan to exploit your rejection to establish a foothold in your life. You refuse to allow Satan to exploit your rejection to establish a foothold in your life. Many respond to rejection. You know how they respond? In an ungodly, fleshly way. When rejected, they turn to drugs. When rejected, they turn to alcohol. When rejected, they become very, very angry because their child hurt them deeply. Their husband left them. The wife left them. The job fired them unjustly, laid them off, didn't promote them, whatever. You see, uh, they lose hope or even because of rejection, they become suicidal. They say, you know, what's the use? And they and they kill themselves. And I've never seen so many children even because of rejection and bullies and dating relationship that have gone bad really when they shouldn't have been dating at all. You need, I keep going back to that. Children, I I keep going back to children. I don't know why, but God is leading me. That's why. Stay a child as long as you can. Somebody went right with me. Don't be so fast to grow up. Grow slowly. 
Don't be so quick to put the lipstick on. Look. Grow up slow. Don't, don't. Hang on, because right now you're not paying those bills. You're not paying those taxes. You're not paying for those groceries. You know, you, you don't own a car. You're not putting the gas in the car. You're not, pay, you're not, you're not paying the taxes and the insurance and all that. And then you say, I want a car, but are you, are you responsible? What, what, where's your job? You ought not get a car until you get a job. Where are you going to get the gas from if you don't have a job? Enjoy the ride with your mom and dad. Let them talk to parents. The best time to talk to your children is when they're locked up in the car. In the seat belts. They are incarcerated in that car. Talk about God. Talk about God. They be saying, ooh, I can't wait till I get out here. That's enough God. <laughs> talk about God. Talk about it. Just talk about it. Talk about it. Talk. You got a captive audience. Talk about God. Sing Jesus. That's right. Talk about what happened yesterday. Talk about what you want to see God do with you today in school. And just talk. Talk. And, and when, the more you talk to your children, the less suicidal they'll become. And they'll, and they'll stop believing the ideologies and philosophies and all of, of the world system because they're holding on to truth. And sometimes, let me tell you, mama, I'm trying to help you, mama, daddy. Sometimes you think they're not listening. They listening. Now, don't look like it. Don't act like it. You say, I don't know what's going on with this child. Listen, they, they're obtaining more than you think. You keep on talking. If you don't see nothing, keep talking. That's a motivation. When, when you stop praying for your child, you're saying that that child is too hard for God. When you start praying, you saying, God, you can't do nothing with this. And that's a bad place to be. You pray till your breakthrough come. These children sometimes will drive you to wit's end. You tried one strategy. You tried two strategies. You tried therapy. You tried psychology. You tried all this stuff. Try Jesus. Try Jesus. John 10, 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Don't you let the devil destroy your children. You hold on to them. You talk to them. He wants to destroy you, the children, the grandchildren, and the great-grandchildren. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Beloved, rejection will not get the best of you as you continue to look to Jesus and live in hope. Believe God Trust God. The children keep rebelling, keep doing the same thing over, seem to be regressing, can't make progress. You keep laying your hand or keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. God will give you revelation. Don't allow yourself to become frustrated. Just stay calm. Stay calm. You, you got to realize you, your children can't live on eternal punishment, especially when it's not working. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes you got to give them grace when they don't deserve it. Won't you say Amen? If, oh, that's right. God gave us grace when we don't deserve it. Say, you know what, boy, I should have whipped you, but I'm not gonna whip you. I should have punished you, but I'm not gonna punish you. Matter of fact, I'm I'm kind of tired of whipping you. You know, but but sometimes you got to whoop them anyway. 
Now, I know some of y'all don't believe in whooping. Y'all stepped all this, y'all accepted all this psychotherapy. But, but you know, the, the Bible says a whole lot about chastening and the rod in a healthy context. Amen? Amen. And I, I don't think you ought to ever abuse a child. And that's enough of that going on. And, and matter of fact, when you discipline a child, never discipline a child in anger. That's when you're set up to really hurt a child. That's right. Don't be careful. You got to be careful. You got to be wise today. Boy, it used to be a long time ago. You, your child did something wrong. The school whooped them. The neighborhood whooped them. And when they found out what you did, that's a third whooping at the house. And you didn't go down to, you didn't go down to the school jumping on the teacher. That's right. You didn't jump on the, na- on the neighbor. These, ki- these parents are beat you up because you just try to correct the children, even not even touching them. Now don't, now, don't you touch these children now. Don't put your hands on them. Oh, no, man, Satan got this thing fixed. Don't you know these kids now got more power in the classroom than the teacher? And you know what? They know it. And they act like it. And that's why they're not learning. That's why they're not learning. They're not learning. You got to ask God to give you strength, give you wisdom, creative discipline, wisdom from God, strategies from God, insight from God, revelation from God. Tell God as a pastor, Lord, I don't know what's going on with this child. There's a, they're a gift from God. They're a gift from you. And I don't understand them. They wide up crazy. But Lord, help me. You keep talking to God like that, and all of a sudden, God give you a breakthrough. Now, he may not come when you want him to, but he's on time. And just about the time you about to give up, that child turns the corner. And you say, man, I'm so glad I see a glimmer of hope. I see a, I see a glimmer of hope. You know, some children don't even get saved till the parents die. Uh, that's sad, but that's true. That's true. But I wanted to linger on that, dealing with rejection. Uh, number eight, refuse to seek revenge. Refuse to seek revenge uh, when rejected. Romans twelve nineteen says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Beloved, you are never authorized to get even. Some of you say, I'm going to get them back. You you don't know who you're messing with. I'm going to lay my religion down. If you can lay it down, you don't have much of religion. Matter of fact, you ought not have religion anyway. You ought to have a relationship with Christ. Beloved, you are never authorized to get even. Refuse to take rejection personally. Uh, Take the high road. And allow God to fight your battle. Take the high road. Take the high road. Don't go down there and cuss the boss out because uh, you got uh, laid off. Uh, you were treated unfairly. You know, people, people now were rejected. They're going to shoot up the whole place. You see this all the time in the workplace. Take the high road. Don't, don't cuss folk out. Don't, don't threaten. Don't intimidate. Be quiet. Because every time you open your mouth, some dumb going to come out. Hold your peace. Be quiet. 
How many of you said stuff and you wish to God you could get it back? Why didn't I just keep my big mouth shut? Be quiet. Let God speak up for you. Know when to speak. Know when to listen. Don't operate on impulse. Don't let your friend tell me, I wouldn't take that if I were you. You playing right now, that's a devil talking. Sometimes that's a devil talking sideways into you. Be careful. Take, say, repeat after me. Take the high road. Say, you, know, you got to say it until you mean it. Take the high road. A little bit louder. Take the high road. Don't you ever go down to the level of folk who are low down. Because when you get down to that level, they don't know who the fool is. They don't know who the fool is. I, I'm confused now. Both of them looking so much like the fool that I don't know where. They, they, they both crazy. Take the high road and allow God to fight your battle. Have you ever seen God fight your battle? Man, tell me, anybody know how to fight? It isn't God can I fight you. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.